salvation. We put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. Through great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, tumults, labors, watching, hunger, by purity, knowledge, forbearance, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God. With the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, in honor and dishonor, in ill repute and good repute, we are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich. settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had the two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. 
He also, who had received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you did not winnow. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master had answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sowed and gather where I have not winnowed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have abundance, but from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness, there men will weep and gnash their teeth. As he said these things, he cried out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Peace be to you who proclaims the gospel. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Between the Gospel today and the Gospel for the feast day yesterday, we have a dialogue that we all hope to hear one day. Yesterday we heard in the Gospel, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared before the face of all people, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. So the beginning of that dialogue is, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. And who was saying this but Simeon? Simeon who had waited so very, very many years to see the salvation before his eyes, to hold in his arms the Messiah, the one who would bring consolation to Israel, of whom he was waiting. In the Gospel it says the Holy Spirit was upon him. He came by the Holy Spirit into the temple and took up Jesus in his arms. It was the completion of his entire life. And so now at that moment, it says, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. And as if the Lord was offering a response, today we have the Gospel, the parable of the talents in which to the faithful servants the Master says, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Master. Again, Simeon is saying, Lord, let your servant depart in peace. And our Lord is responding, Well done, good and faithful servant. So what does it mean to be faithful? As I've said before, faith is an action. It's not a thought or a sentiment. It's fidelity. The one who is faithful is one who sees and hears the Lord's commands and does them. Simeon revealed his faithfulness when he said, My eyes have seen your salvation. Do you think that everyone in the temple saw the salvation of Israel at that moment? No. 
Do you think everyone in the temple knew that this was the Messiah that was being brought in as an infant to the temple? No. But Simeon saw. Simeon knew. And this is the testament of his faithfulness. But there were some whose eyes did not see and ears did not hear in the temple on that day. At the end of the gospel today, Christ makes a kind of strange proclamation. He says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now think about that. Does anyone here not have ears to hear? Hopefully you all have ears to hear. Imagine me saying that at the end of every homily. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. It's kind of strange. But this is what Christ said, and He said it not just once. There are eight different times in the Gospels that that's recorded. So you can imagine how many times beyond that He was also saying this again and again and again to the people. So what does this mean? Everyone heard Him. So what's the difference between the hearers and the non-hearers? The difference is in the doing. You see, the people who saw, the people who heard, were those who were transformed, and as a result, transformed their lives. While those who also heard, but did not, they instead could rightly be said that they didn't hear at all, because they didn't do anything about it. They really heard, they would have done something about it. The prophet Zacharias describes such people. And he says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, execute true justice, show mercy and compassion, everyone to his brother. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the foreigner or the poor. Let none of you plan evil in his heart against his brother. But they refused to heed. They shrugged their shoulders and stopped their ears so that they could not hear. Yes, they made their hearts like flint, refusing to hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent by His Spirit. They shrugged their shoulders. They plugged their ears. They hardened their hearts. But this isn't even one of the most vivid examples in the Old Testament because we can always remember Exodus. When the people of God were brought out of their captivity in Egypt, Moses said, You saw all the Lord did before you in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land, the great trials your eyes saw, the signs and those great wonders. Yet the Lord your God has not given you a heart to perceive and eyes to see and ears to hear to this very day. He also led you forty years in the desert. Your clothes did not grow old on you, and your sandals did not wear out on your feet. You did not eat bread, nor did you drink wine or strong drink, that you may know that He is the Lord your God. This is what Moses says in his exasperation about the people. I never really thought about that. Forty years in the wilderness, they didn't have a chance to make clothes or make shoes. The clothing never wore out. The shoes never wore out. For 40 years wandering in the desert. Miracle upon miracle upon miracle. And yet, why couldn't they see? Why couldn't they hear God's Word? They continually turned away. They continually didn't have faith that God would provide. Instead turned to other gods, made up their own God. Anything to not be faithful to the true God. And why? 
Because it's not easy to be faithful. It's very hard. It's terrifyingly difficult, the proposition to be faithful to God. At least if you really know what He's asking of us. It's easy to live a faith as a system of a belief or a feeling in your heart. That kind of faith is easy. Anyone can have that. I believe this. I think this. I feel it in my heart. But that's not faithfulness. That's not fidelity. Fidelity is action. It's a movement towards God. And this is where we get to the, to the parable today. Two servants take what has been entrusted to them and multiply it, earning their master's praise. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a little. I will make you master over much. Enter into the joy of your master. They heard their master's desire and they acted on it. But the third servant, he takes his talent. And by the way, a talent, just to be clear, a talent is a massive amount of money. We hear that parable, we think it's like a little coin. A talent is about 75 pounds of gold. Today that would be about a million and a half dollars. So he took this 75 pounds of gold and buried it in the ground. He was afraid, so he buried it and waited for his master. When the time came, he dug up the treasure and gave it back. His master accuses him by his own words. He says it was expected for him to earn more with the treasure, yet he did the opposite. This parable seems very harsh if you don't notice that the third servant incriminates himself. He says, I knew this about you. He knew that that's what his master wanted, and he didn't do it. In fear, he rebelled. In the words of the prophet Ezekiel, he was a rebellious house which has eyes to see but does not see, and ears to hear but does not hear. It's tragic. The potential of what he could have achieved is staggering. He could have multiplied the immense treasure given to him, but he was paralyzed. Brothers and sisters, faith takes courage. It's hard to be faithful. It means that we have to trust that God will also be faithful to us. Our passions are so deeply entrenched that we sometimes feel helpless to overcome them. We suffocate under their weight and lose hope in God. But God is faithful. We want to just give in and to simply bury God's treasure in the ground and forget about it, to live like those around us, seemingly unaware of the potential for eternal life. At times that feels much easier, not having ears to hear. The ascetical life which will free us from the slavery to the passions seems too hard. Sure, God's given us many gifts, but it's too hard to multiply them. Well, here's a little warning from St. Paisius. He says, Whoever is at peace in the material world and is not concerned about the salvation of his soul is like the senseless birds who don't make a noise from within the egg so as to break the shell and come out and enjoy the sun, the heavenly flight to the life of paradise. But instead they remain unmoving in the shell and die. It takes courage to break through the shell, to have faith in that better, more blessed life that awaits us outside the shell. And to be clear, 
That life outside the shell is not just eternal life. It's the life right here and now. The blessed life, the joyful life that we can have right now. God has promised us a blessed life of joy, now and in eternal life. We pursue this when we follow His commandments. As St. Paul said today in the epistle, Now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Each time that we choose the hard path, we show compassion when compassion is lacking inside of us. We give a little bit more patience. We forgive even though we can't understand why someone did the harm to us. Every time that we do these little actions, we're multiplying the treasure that God has given us. We're breaking outside of the shell and breathing that blessed life. As we pursue Christ and are faithful to Him, we will one day hear those words, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Master. Amen.